Welcome to Courageous Leadership with Virginia Prodan, training you to lead with courage. Hello, everyone. We are so happy to have you back with us. I hope you are ready for um, a very special day and a very special training because we have a very special guest for you. We love to encourage you to discover the courageous leader in you. And we also love to share with you and invite courageous leaders that are an example for all of us, how they started, how they accomplished things in their lives. And today we have my very special friend, Jackie Green. She is the co-founder of Museum of the Bible and author. Jackie, thank you so very much for coming to our podcast and to be here with us. Would you please introduce yourself? Sure. Thank you for having me, Virginia. Well, um, as you said, I'm Jackie Green, and I am a co-founder with my husband, Steve, of Museum of the Bible in Washington, D.C. I've authored a couple of books. Uh, The first one with my husband, Steve, is This Dangerous Book. And then I authored Only One Life with my daughter, Lauren McAfee. And then Lauren and I also co-wrote a legacy Bible study. So I've been a little bit busy and, and, uh, but my, uh, something that really brings me so much joy is that I'm a mother and I'm a mom to six kids and I have seven grandchildren. Oh, that's wonderful. I, um, I remember uh, hearing you speaking or maybe I, I read in your book. I remember you saying that um, in your obedience, you heard the Lord to step from the, law, the role of a mother of six, six kids to uh, leading with your husband what God put on your heart to do, the Museum of the Bible. And I would love for you to share with with our audience how you heard the Lord and how the Lord provided for you. Because sometimes people say, I don't have what it takes. They believe that when the Lord calls you to something, you have to have the blueprint. Would you (laughs) share with them how you started? Sure. Uh, Yes. You know, I understand. I I kind of chuckle when you said they feel like they have to have the blueprint. And I think so often, depending on our personality type, some of us are more analytical and and just factual. And we we sort of want God to give us the writing on the wall. Right. Um, And we can ask for that. But he makes it, I think, known and clear to us what we're supposed to be doing with our life through our day to day walk with him. And um, for me, of course, I didn't hear an audible voice telling me what to do, but I know God was leading and directing my life uh, with our venture with uh, founding Museum of the Bible, because it, first of all, it was not our idea. And God just kept opening, opening the doors and kept um, just prompting me in my spirit and my husband just like, we're supposed to do this, you know, and I felt like uh, personally, I sort of pushed back on that. I'm like, God, you know, I 
don't you have somebody better for this? You know, I, I don't feel capable. I don't feel uh, qualified. And you know, what happened is God just kept opening those doors and pushing uh, those open and uh, revealing things to, to me that I needed to do. So, um, you know, I feel like it was so important for me to walk in obedience at that point. And as a person of faith, it's so important for us to be willing to do that, even when we don't have the understanding, we don't have that blueprint, we don't have the writing on the wall, but to walk in obedience, trusting God to to direct our lives and our path and to guide us. So he certainly has done that. That is so true. And I know in my own life, I many times I said to people when God put on my heart to defend Christians in uh, socialist communist Romania, he didn't give me a blueprint. I felt the same like you. I was just at 82 pounds, 20 something years old, young woman, nobody in the eyes of society or special the socialist government. And maybe that was a trick for them because they believe that, oh, she's going to just go away in in a few months and everything. But God kept pushing me and saying, do this and do that. And the most important thing that I share in my book is that God guided me to find the law that protected uh, you know, Christians. And those law and socialists were under the keys of the government. But the day when I went to the library, somebody forgot them on the table. They forgot to put them back and lock them. And I heard the Lord say, make copies. And I did. And later on, I showed the copies of those law to judge and you know to the prosecutor mm-hmm. and so forth. This is how God works. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to step into faith, mm-hmm. walk in faith, and He will provide for for you. And absolutely, I, yes, I, I truly believe that when God calls us to do something, and we really trust Him with it, knowing that. Um, even though we're insufficient, he is our sufficiency. And so I have seen that time and time again in my life. I believe you said something that I want to underline because I believe it's essential. When you realize and you are at the point where you said, Lord, who am I? I don't have it. I don't know how to do it. And you see your limitations. You also understand the need to stay on God, to be to rely on Him. And that's exactly what He is using. People that will realize that in their own power, in our own power, we cannot do it, then He's gonna entrust us and work in us. Right. There's a scripture that says, um, you know, that God, God is sufficient for our needs. You know, He is sufficiency, is our sufficiency. And so when we realize that and accept that, I think it's a really good place to be because um, walking in him and knowing that he is your guide, that it's not your own uh, decision, your own, you know, power, it's it's his power that's helping you to do this. So um, knowing that gives you peace, actually, once you get to that point, 
I mean, it can be scary, right? Yes. We always have our, our natural fears and, and anxiety, but when we can just keep giving that to him and trusting him when we're walking in obedience, um, you know, it's, it's really a peaceful thing that God gives us, um, knowing that we're relying on him and not our own selves. Uh, that is so correct what you said, because a lot of time we think that we believe God, but we don't believe in God. Mm-hmm. Because believing in God means that you act on what he's telling you. You know, you what you said, you reminds me of uh, Joseph's, uh, Joseph's, uh, Joe's, Moses' mother. She was fearful. She loved that baby. She she holded the baby as long as possible, but she realized that in her own hands, the baby is in danger. So mm-hmm. she put the baby in a basket and gave it to God. And if you read the Bible, the minute that she acted, the Lord provided, provided mm-hmm. the Pharaoh's uh, uh, daughter to be yes. right there to see mm-hmm. the baby and to ask, Ask Moses' sister to talk with her and say, she said, I know someone. And all of a sudden, she said, oh, take the baby and and uh, um, feed him and everything. And you know what? I'm going to pay for that. Do you <laughs> see God's, God's provision? But yes. we have to understand that. And you said it in such a beautiful way that you obey you walk and God provided for the Museum of the Bible because mm-hmm. what you develop now in the Museum of the Bible is just absolutely amazing. Tell us about few steps that you had seen God's miracles way of opening and providing. Oh, there are so many. Um, one of the first ones that comes to my mind is just um, the building that the museum is located in. You know, Washington, D.C., there are a lot of big buildings, but most of them are government buildings and they don't come available for, you know, sale on the market. So uh, just having that building that became available while we were looking and at a time where um, the broker at the time, who's now the CEO of the Museum of the Bible, had just been sitting on the Capitol steps and praying that day, saying, God, I've looked and looked and I we, we just can't find the right kind of building and I really need your direction. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, of course. Uh, then he got back, walked back to his office and had walked past the building where it's currently located on his way. And uh, he said he when he saw it, he thought, you know, something like that could really be good. And he got a call right after he got back and uh, said that, you know what, there's this building come available and it was that building. And so it's, it's a really, I'm not doing a great job of telling the story, but God provided the building at the right time. We would have loved it to have been a year before. Right. But knowing, looking at back in hindsight, knowing that was just the right time where we were um, not desperate, but really desiring God to just show us the building to house these wonderful artifacts to be home of Museum of the Bible and be a light in Washington, D.C. And there it is. And it's a beautiful building. It's 430,000 square feet. Um, 
And it's just going to reach a lot of people in a whole different way. It's not a church building. It's, it's not, um, you know, a, a Christian university. It's a different thing. It's a, it's a museum that just highlights everything about the Bible. So another thing I love about that is we have seen people from all different walks come through the museum already. And we're three years old now. Of course, the last year, um, you know, wasn't open all the time because of the pandemic. But, um, you know, so we're still fairly new, but the numbers of people coming through are still really good. And we're just grateful for every person, but they're from all walks of life, all different countries, every ethnicity, believers and non-believers. And so uh, we love that because everybody gets to come in and just learn more if they're willing to learn more about the Bible. And there's so much to learn. As you and I know, we'll never know everything there is to learn. But I do want to be a lifelong learner. Yes. And you know, um, as you explain how uh, the Lord guided you and your organization about the building, it's impossible not to recognize that God is so in time with everything is doing and also guides us in such a way that everybody will give credit to him, not mm-hmm. to anyone working, because we are just, just tools in his hands. And mm-hmm. we are an example of how God used us for his glory. And to see all these people going there and seeing, I, I, I went to a museum of the Bible several times, and I have to tell you, anytime I go, I'm touched by different things. And one time somebody said, you need to see that they have the Bible in Romanian language. And they took me there. And yes. it, was, it was touching for me because mm-hmm. I'm from Romania. I yes. read the Bible for the first time in Romanian. But there are so many things for young kids, for women, for men, for everyone. And, you know, the Bible tells us that God said that my people die for lack of knowledge. If you don't know the Bible, if you don't know who you are, who your God is, you mm-hmm. are in danger because the culture will like to tell you otherwise. If you don't know what the Bible requires you to do, what guides you to do, that you will uh, go and find solutions to, to the culture. But the Bible contains everything that we need. And more than that, I love because the Holy Spirit in the Bible gives us the godly wisdom, not the cultural wisdom. And you offer, what you offer is an opportunity for everyone. I cannot emphasize you know, kids and parents should go and uh, and uh, visit the Museum of the Bible at every single uh, time of the year. If you think about Christmas gifts, buy, you know, uh, entrance, um, you know, yeah. for, for and let them use it where they want it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the um, uh, store at the Museum of the Bible. It's 
full with so many things and that is online. You can go online. You can go for birthdays or every kind of events. So I, I believe that Museum of the Bible, uh, I will put the Bible first. I will put going to uh, Israel and walking on the same steps that our Savior walked, number two, and Museum of the Bible, number three. Mm -hmm. But when you go to the Museum of the Bible and you start reading it or you read before, your life will be different. Nothing, nothing like before, because you see God's God's print everywhere. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's right. Um, you know, we feel like it it is so educational, right? The the museum, but it's also um, encouraging and inspiring for people, for families, you know, children. We've found that children love to go. Um, the eighth graders across our country that come on buses with their school trips, we've had many times the school or the parents send us a positive email saying, you know, my my student or my child was able to see everything, all the the great monuments and, and the things that you can see in DC. But they said at the end of the trip, their favorite thing was Museum of the Bible. That really warms my heart. Uh, but it's a very immersive experience. And uh, we feel like that wh wherever you are in your faith, if you go, you're going to get, you're going to come away with something deeper and richer and, um, and a new appreciation for the Bible, this wonderful gift that we have. And you said something earlier about it being a guide. Absolutely. I agree. The Bible is the best guidebook for life for whatever situation you might find yourself in, for knowing how to be a better parent, a better spouse, a better worker, you know, um, whatever you're doing. I think there's so much richness and wisdom and it's in the Bible and, um, you know, it's, it's God breathed. That is so true. I agree with this. And many times I said to people, I uh, I went twice to law school, once in Romania and once here in the United States. And I value uh, the education. But the education that you receive from the Bible, from the Holy Spirit, that has no comparison. Nothing. The Bible says that will make you wiser than your enemies, that you, the Bible will equip you for every situation in your life. Mm -hmm. I want to ask you a, a question that um, I know a lot of people will, will learn from you. You said many times that it was a different step and you are obedient to God. To go from mother of six to co-founder and be thrown into uh, interviews, radio, television, uh, working at the Museum of the Bible, but God provided everything for you. How would you encourage uh, a mother who is called uh, by God to do something different that she is fearful? Right. Well, it's... Um... You know, it's hard for everybody, right, to step out of our comfort zone and to do something different or new. Change is hard. Uh, but I, I touched a little bit on it earlier when I just said, you know, God, for, for me, this is the way I would describe it. I just feel like he just kind of keeps 
like, hey, I'm, I'm trying to get your attention. You know, I'm trying to tell you something. It's like this prompting that I just can't let go of. And it's it's like God's pursuing me to tell me something. And in the busyness of life, which we all get busy with whatever we're doing, right? Um, whether it's raising a family or, you know, an occupation or um, people, uh, friends in our lives or neighbors or community, we can be busy with so many things. But I feel like God, he is not too busy. He's going to get our attention if we're listening and and paying attention to him and keeping the communication going with him with prayer and so and reading of the scriptures. So for me, um, I would say for an, another mother that's feeling that nudging, that urging to pay attention, um, that to don't just blow it off and think, oh, that I don't know where that came from. There's no way I could do that. You need to listen and be willing to uh, explore that and be open to something new and to to realize you could be really fulfilling a part of the purpose that God created you for. And we all have a choice. We have a choice of what we do with our lives. We can choose to follow that and trust and believe, or we can choose to just go about our way, you know? And so um, it's really, it's pretty amazing that God gives us the choice, right? But it's yeah. also amazing that he wants to use us, that he lets us be a part of his plan. Yeah. Uh, you are so right. He doesn't look at uh, our resume, our past or anything. He is saying, walk with me. I will use you for my glory and I'll give you everything that you need. I yes. mean, who is hiring you like this? Right. Only God. Right. <laughs> Only God. That's I for sure. that everybody who questions, you know, um, or fearful to take the assignment uh, from God will be encouraged. And I want to thank you so much, Jackie, for uh, um, what you are doing, for coming here. Uh, many times I, I said, you know, when I grow up, I want to be like you. Oh, you're, like you're so sweet. Well, I can say that about you. So I, I have the utmost respect um, and for your courage and for your following your savior. And so I just appreciate that about you. And I, I love you sharing your story. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I will be back at, uh, next month at the yes. Museum of the Bible. I Very think. good. I look Thank forward so to that. Again, and we will have you at uh, our next event. All right. Thank you, Virginia. God bless you. God bless you too. Virginia Prodan, her coaching program, buy her book, Saving My Assassin, or invite Virginia to speak at your events, visit virginiaprodanbooks.com.